Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. Now on to Eels-Broncos uh, match of the round. I mean, honestly, one of the great games of rugby league. Uh, the Brizzy Broncos, I'll tell you what, fuck, they're good. They're good. Didn't have a single doubt at the start of the year. I think I picked them in the top four too at the start of the year. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the boys have been outstanding. I'll be honest, I, on a, I thought uh, they'd finish around 10th. I thought really good. Everything goes right. They'll be fighting around that eight. Now, don't get me wrong. They still could land on that eighth spot because it is so congested. But to think that we're in the top four above the Melbourne Storm, the Brizzy Broncos, fucking so good. Um, Guru, thoughts on this game? Yeah, I think with Brisbane, I think it's getting to the point where I come here on a Monday and they win and I'm not talking about them as if, wow, it's good how they've bounced back from last year. I think they're at the point where this is who the Broncos are. Mm. We know what they're about. We know what we're going to get every single week. They might not win every week, mm. but they're going to put in a solid performance. They're going to hang in every single game, regardless of who's in, who's out. I mean, mate, if, if we went back and watched the tapes of all preseason, us talking about them, we were talking about how much impact Tony Staggs has had to have. Mm. He's played well, but he hasn't been an out-and-out juggernaut mm. in any way, shape, or I actually form. Been, I've been really impressed in how mature he's kind of yep. become, where... The difference between his really bad and his really good games is nowhere near as big. It's just like solid. We spent the entire preseason going, which 5-8 are they going to pick? Mm. They're running with the one that w- we didn't think was ready this yeah. year. Yeah, thought it would uh, be easily another year before he was ready. And then, and like, oh, obviously Reynolds, he's been the star of the show. But I said to you the other night, like, and respectfully too, like this is a compliment to Reynolds, when he's not there, I don't think you play any worse. Yeah. Not he's n- just lifted I, the I entire think like, franchise. He just adds that, just that extra little bit of class. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that extra little bit of 12 to like 12 to 16 points that he can just pull out of nowhere. But I, I don't, I, I agree with like, we really aren't that much worse without Reynolds. If Adam Reynolds got ruled out today for the season, I, I'm, I would still confidently say you make the eight without mm. it out. Which is crazy to think. You'd Unbelievable never think to that. think. Never think that before the start of the season. And it's, that just shows you the influence Reynolds has had. Because that's what, that's the influence Reynolds wants to have. He doesn't want to be 
the, the you know be all and end all and I, I just think if you ever wanted to see the influence of uh, Adam Reynolds <coughs> look at Ezra Mann yeah he it's almost like he's gone into light speed development you know yeah. he went from the normal development track of like two to three years away from first grade they get a guy like Reynolds up and he's, his development has just gone into super speed and now he looks like a 50 game fucking even like Cam Smith interviewed after the game and Smithy even said like you look like a 50 game veteran like what What's the thoughts? And he was very humble, respectful, that kind of stuff. And Mate, like incredible. in the preseason, his highlight reels screamed, "We'll probably struggle in first grade. Yeah, for we'll sure. not get away with this sort of shit once he gets to the big stage. Yeah, he's arrived at the big stage, and the beauty of it is that he's not doing the same stuff he was doing in reserve grade. Yeah. It's come harder, but he's gone to another level yeah. as well. Like that pass was it? To Kate, Kate Well, Kate Well, so what a good. play. Like, and it's just that patience. I spoke about it probably like 10 weeks ago, <clears throat> that patience and calmness under pressure, a lot of young halves don't have that. They don't have the ability to just go, okay, it's not there, it's not there, it's not there, boom, it's right there. Usually they'll be like, oh, fuck, just get out there, get out there. He's just, he's so fucking silky. And I agree with you too, like, he almost hasn't done, I mean, there's been glimpses of his Q Cup stuff, but he's almost been like a, a sturdy six in a way, like a really solid defender with good ball playing. If we if we didn't have that highlight reel from Queensland Cup, I don't think we would be looking at him going, he's a highlight reel footballer. Yeah, yeah. You'd be like, he's a good, strong defender yeah. that is a good ball That's player. I think his defence has been incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's honestly like, for a lot of people that haven't seen his highlights, wait till this kid... Yeah. Shows you what he can fucking really do. What do you think, Timmy, about Eels vs Broncos? I found it a, a funny old game. The... Like, throughout the game, that Brisbane had that sort of 15 to 20-minute onslaught in the first half where it was just all them. They scored mm. two, I think it was about three tries in pretty quick succession. Outside of that, I was thinking the Eels were looking pretty threatening in attack. They had a lot of opportunities. Uh, got to the end of the game, and I was like, well, <coughs> Brisbane never really seemed threatened scoreline-wise. Mm. Um, so I was trying to marry it all up and see where, where it was at. <laughs> Brisbane just capitalising on their opportunities. They're, they're turning chances into tries. Mm. Parramatta were doing the exact opposite. They created a lot of opportunities and could not capitalise on any. Uh, looking at the end of the day, the scoreline, probably not a great reflection of the game, but Brisbane were pretty comfortable throughout it regardless. There were a couple of big calls that, don't know if they'd have turned the game, but there was obviously the Adam Reynolds inside shoulder one on mm. the lead runner, which I completely disagreed with. And then I also, keen to get your thoughts, but... I thought the Katoni Stags knocked down for the Adam Reynolds try. I'm okay with that um, most days, not most days, but because I think it's, like, it's a shit carry. Mm. Happy days, Stags wasn't playing at it. But isn't that a knock on every day of the week, like in general play, where, where they slap it down <coughs> in defence? Um, um, I thought they were two massive turning points in the game. Yeah, look, I, I think, I personally believe that I understand, I think we've spoken about this before off air, I understand why the refs a lot of the time, even if the player's not looking but hits the ball, just goes knock on. Because mm. it creates this like a grey area. I, I personally, <coughs> and it, maybe it's my bias, I'm not sure. I personally thought it was so obvious that Staggs was not going for the ball that it was a loose carry in my opinion. Um, but if they had have called, if they had have called like knock on, I'd probably be like, I don't agree with it, but I get it. Because yeah. I'm of the mind, I would, I personally would rather take a play-by-play. I think there's so many times where a winger jams in and he doesn't mean to hit the ball and he hits the ball. But I think that's more because I'm a winger. And so when I see that, I'm like, he wasn't playing at that. He was just trying to fucking wrap the ball, like wrap the tackle up. It's a crap carry. Yeah, <coughs> crap carry. But the Adam Reynolds one, um, yeah, look, absolutely. Like, 
The thing is, was it the wrong call? Technically, no, it wasn't the wrong call because we've gone by this rule if you take the player out. But I, I think we should still take obstruction um, each case by case. And I think in that case, he was not going to get across. I don't think he was going to get, you know, anywhere near the play. I think that he almost hit his chest. He definitely didn't hit his outside shoulder. So I do think that was a rough call against the Eels, even though yeah. technically black and white. I thought it was the wrong call. I, yeah, okay. I, I thought he got to his inside shoulder. Like it was, it was quite central, but I yeah. thought he did. Was, I thought he was closer to the inside shoulder than his outside one, mm. which perplexed me even more. Oh, yeah. I couldn't believe they didn't award that. Yeah. Like I, 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 will, I will say, though, kind of looked like fucking Wonga Blake may have knocked the ball on um, when scoring a try. No, I, I agree. Like in the sense of I, I don't agree as far to say that it was the wrong call. I think that they've called that obstruction – They've called that obstruction pretty much all year. But I do think it's the wrong call in the sense that we have to apply some common sense. Like Reynolds was never going to get there. It was a great line by the attacking player. That's what that's what forced Reynolds to, to plant his feet. It was a conscious decision for Reynolds to stay in that yeah. spot because it was such a good line by the lead runner. And that's why, I mean, okay, if, if, if I'm saying that, then technically it would be the wrong decision because he's made, I'm saying he made that choice. So, yeah, look, wrong call, wrong call. Um, thoughts on, thoughts on the, the Reynolds situation? Yeah, I, I, I agree with you on the Adam Reynolds one. I thought, just going back to it as well, I thought the Kishani Sags one, for me, that's a knock-on. Yeah. If you know, that's what I'm sort of used to. It could have gone either way, and I understand what you're saying, but for me, that's always been a knock-on, knock-on. for me. But... Um, the Reynolds one, though, I agree with you on that one. As in, like, technically it's not, but it's common sense it probably it's is. It's a footy call. Yeah. And I think if you understand footy, you understand what happened on that play. Yeah. So, yeah, but it's it's those grey areas that we always struggle with, isn't mm, it? Yeah. I, I put it this way. If they had have not called it, I would have been fine. And I do think I do think it was a crucial call in a crucial moment. Um, yeah, it's weird though. I, I'm with, whereas the Stags one, I'm actually totally fine with that, mm. like not being called because I think that that was 100% a loose carry. Like, um, and also like he he was kind of like rapping from the back to a degree. Um, but yeah, look, do I think the Eels were hard done by? Probably not because when you look at the penalty count, it was. And look, yeah, I understand that it was a tough call um, that in a key <laughs> moment. So the penalty count was the Broncos conceded seven uh, and gave away two ruck infringements. The Eels conceded two penalties, two inside the 10 and one ruck infringement. So you're looking at five, nine, five, they won. What killed the, in my opinion, what lost the game for the Eels was their error count, 16 errors. And so like, yeah, you can look at that Reynolds situation and go wrong call, should have been a try. But when you're making 16 errors, I, I just – I cannot blame the ref. Oh, I think we all agree the better team won. For sure. I don't yeah. think there's any doubt in that in any way, shape or form. I think the better team won. Um, but, yeah, I think there was a, a couple of controversial ones there. But I agree. That's not what lost Paramount of the game at all. 16 errors. Holy shit. And, you, and they won the penalty count. So it's not like – you know, it's not like they weren't getting the rub of the green. Like, a, yeah. At the end of the day, they conceded six tries. <laughs> like, you can't yeah. be doing that if you want to be a yeah. top four team. Um, so yeah, look, Broncos though, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to the Eels, we'll get to the Eels, but just Broncos, I thought their goal on defense for a long period was absolutely outstanding. I just, it's crazy to think just what a different culture can bring you. Like they go from a team that was almost like water on their defense 
to a team like one of the best defensive teams on their line in the comp. I honestly think a year ago it was the worst online defense. So we've bad. Ever say. It was so bad. Like honestly, it was it was seriously if they got down there it was a try. Yeah, it was just like the, what there must have been three or four tries last year off taps where front rowers scored like yeah. <sighs> So bad. Um but yeah, outside of that, like what I'm loving about the Broncos too is like even their depth, you know, we were missing Selwyn Cobbo and yet we did not look any different. Like Jordan Pereira has been outstanding. Like he's been so good. Corey Oates, he's, he's on track to have one of his best try-scoring years um, in a long time, if not ever. Uh, I thought Jordan Ricky really responded to the pressure being put on him mm. by, um, oh my God, I can't believe his name, Hosking. Yep. I think that you could see that Ricky kind of realised, oh shit, this this isn't just my spot that I can rock up every day and I, I get it. I thought he was his best game easily all year. Um, Reynolds outstanding, Ezra Mam really good. Um, there was, yeah, there's Pereira, the only negative thing with Pereira is like, he, he still has that error in him. Like yep. he still has that where you just go, if you got rid of that, you'd be playing first grade every single week. Like even the little one where he could have just, he, he stepped out too late. Like they're their wingers players you've probably got to nail. Yep. Um, but outside of that, I think his ball carrying is outstanding. So good. He's so hard to tackle. What are you, I mean, obviously <clears throat> looking into the future a little bit, but you've got Herbie Farmworth to return. You've got Reese Walsh arriving next year. You've got Tessie New, who I think is playing career best footy right now. Um, I don't think Reese Walsh Music's going to stop side. and someone's not going to have a yeah. chair next year. I, you don't think Reese Walsh is in it? No, no, no. I think if Tessie keeps playing like this, <laughs> yeah. I don't think Reese just walks into the side. I agree. I yeah. think he fights. He has to fight. And I think there's a world where you see Reese as number 14 right. at the Broncos. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Tessie was amazing on the weekend. Yeah. It, it, what did they, do you know what they've given Walsh? It was the public it's, figure. How much? Yeah. Well, the, the reported figure's around 400. Massive discount. Oh. <laughs> that is such a, it's such a steal for Brisbane because yeah. I think he's worth more. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, you're signing a boat for 400k that's a bench player for you. Yeah. Like, how is there not another club out there who could have got given him more money? Well, it was because it was purely because of his miss, uh, his yeah. kid and that. Yeah, yeah. So that's why the Broncos. They, I don't. Oh. I don't even think the Broncos. It seemed like they weren't even interested. The only reason they became interested was because of the price tag they could get him at, um, and and the, the reason why. So, the reports are that the Red, Redcliffe just weren't allowed to have him because of some issues between the Warriors and Redcliffe. So he only had one club to go to to be in Brisbane yeah. near his child, and yeah. that was the Broncos. So you've gone in the space of 12 months to like barely being able to, to field a first-grade quality team, whether it's any players like, yeah, good first-grade, good first-grade, yeah. to, to like your depth is incredible. Crazy. Like we'll lose one. We're going to lose Herbie or we're losing Tessie. Okay. For sure. There's no doubt in my mind we lose one of them. Not because we couldn't find a way to get them in. I just think price-wise. When's Herbie off contract? He's, so I think he's re-signed for 2024, but he just signed a one-year deal, which says to me, yeah. Herbie knows his worth. And I think yeah. that right now he's probably on minimum or you know 200K or something. And I think on the open market, he could get anywhere from 350 to 450. And I think he'll probably get that probably at the Dolphins. <clears throat> he'll get it somewhere. Yeah, he'll definitely get it somewhere. Yeah. Herbie's a great, great player. It's just, it's tough though. When, when you've got a team playing this good, and Tessie New can play centre. He's a good centre too. According to this, he's contracted up until the end of 23. Yes, yeah, so next year. Yeah, yep. next year. Yep. Um, so I, I, I think it'll just it'll come down to, you know, Tessie has maybe proven that he can play fullback centre, whereas Herbie's probably centre wing, even though he wants to play fullback. So, and maybe he could play fullback for sure. We, we don't know. 
Um, def- he definitely can get the running. Herbie running game would kill it at fullback. Yeah, it's yeah. just how would he go with the passing of that, which I'm sure he'd be able to develop. Um, yeah, look, really interesting times at the, at the Broncos. Look, I'm not saying that definitely Reese Walsh won't get that fullback spot, but I do think rocking up to, to preseason day one, Kevy Walters will probably sit down with Walsh and say, mate, like, just so you know, that this that's not that's not your spot for the taking. Whoever plays, whoever trains the best, works the hardest, will get that spot for round one, which is the best spot to be in as a coach, to be able to say that. I, I um yeah, I want to give Tessie a massive rap. So Tessie came through, a lot of talent. Um, you know, we could see it, but it just he was a bit scratchy, like he'd have a, a solid game and then a not so solid game. And then at the start of this year, I think he's had some family issues um, where one a family member passed away and not just any family member. I think it was his father. His old man. Yeah. Is that public knowledge? I'm pretty sure. Can you just check for us? If it's not public knowledge, obviously we take it out. Um, But yeah, so he had his father passed away and for him to come back and do what he's doing, the the mental fortitude, like to be able to, to lose your father and then it's public knowledge. Okay. Um, to do that and come back what he's done is in absolutely amazing. And he deserves all the credit in the world. And I'm glad he's getting to put that Broncos jersey out and run on to a Suncorp and be absolutely loved by the fans because he deserves it. Yeah, and I just think his game in general has improved <coughs> out of sight. My, I, The way that we're talking about um, Herbie and sort of saying is he going to be able to handle the passing game at fullback, at the start of this season I would have said to you, that's why I wouldn't have Tessie at fullback. Yeah, Because he doesn't have that passing game. The last two or three weeks, I think he's been incredible. Yeah, uh, like his passing game has improved so much. Yeah, it, it, and it's come out of no. I mean, like his first game back, he I thought there was a couple of three on twos that he screwed up right running himself, and I sort of thought, here we go, mm. same old Tessie. But <coughs> since then, he's just been dynamic, and his running game is so good. But you know, when when you when you have that passing game, it makes your running game so much more dangerous. Yeah, I agree. And I, he's always there. He's always threatening. Like, every time there's a break, every time there's a quick play of the ball, Tessie's around the ruck. Like, he's got his positional play down really well. Like, I think he's improved out of sight. Out of sight. He's got no. that, that little puppy now just because he's so lightning and so yep. quick, um, so small around the ruck that, like, we'll start seeing, I, I truly believe, that there's a line break, you score off it because Tessie's just whack, yep. whack, whack. Yep. There'll be a two-on-one every time. Yep. And the good thing about Tessie is, like, Yes, he, he's smaller height, but he's actually quite chunky. Yeah. So defensively, usually he can handle the contact really well. Yeah, look, as I said, like, Reese Walsh is an absolute superstar. But I think, you know, it would only be fair to give Tessie a fair crack at that fullback spot next year. I mean, the reality is I, th- I think Tessie's going to have two or three finals games under his belt by mm. then too. Yep. And if, you know, Brisbane give this competition a shake, your fullback's going to have to be key. Mm. Yeah. I, reckon, I, I agree with you. I reckon there is a world where he could start in the one jersey. And, yeah. and if he was closer to you know what I think his price is, Reese Walsh, that seven seven fifty k, you get these external external and internal pressures where it's like, well, you're paying that much for like you have mm. to start him. Yeah. At four hundred k, there's less pressure. And so if Kevin Walsh can be like, well, no, no, we think Tessie's the man, and we'll play mm. Walsh off the bench. Uh, a lot easier to do at four hundred k a year. And what I like about the Tessie situation too is that, and I understand Reese's situation was different, but. I like. I think it builds better culture to stay loyal to people that have the jersey. Now, not at the sacrifice of winning games, and not at the sacrifice of, you know, the team not being good enough. But I, I think it pays to go. You know, Tessie's here. Like, yeah, Reese Walsh, you're an, you're a superstar, and you know, we we love you. It's great to have you back. You were a Broncos. You were developed by us. You will always be a Bronco. But 
Tessie's here. He has the jersey right now. Uh, Reese, it's up to you to take it from him. If you if you can't take it from him, and Tessie keeps it, he keeps it. I, mm. I sometimes when clubs just go, they sign someone, they just go, boom, you've got the one jersey or the two jersey. And I, look, I understand that that's how you get. Look, if there's a massive difference between the players, obviously you do that. But sometimes when there's not a massive difference. I think that it actually like hurts your culture more than it helps your culture because you go, oh yeah, you've worked really well for us. We've had all the success. We've turned it around. We're a top four side, but this big superstar just come and taking your spot, even though he's not actually playing that much better than than you. So um, yeah, I'm so happy for Tessie. I met Tessie back at um, about a year and a half ago. Really good lad, man. Him and Flegler. I met. I went and saw Alex Glenn at their hotel during the time when like they were struggling. Like the club was struggling massively when i saw lexi and flegler happened to just see me in the reception and i thought i thought lexi had sent him down to get me but like as we got talking he i found out no nah, he didn't see me he didn't get sent to send like to come and get me from lexi he just saw me and invited me back to the 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 room where they all stay and i and when i when he did that i just thought that's such a fucking good sign for us as a club like i'm a nobody ex-player and the fact that he showed me the respect of like he could have easily being awkward and intimidated and didn't want to – not intimidated, but you understand what I'm saying. Like, for example, when I see big superstars, I'm like, fuck, I don't want to bother him. Like, whatever, I'm not a big superstar. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying in my experience, I'd be, um, you know, nervous to go up to someone that I've never spoken to. What I loved with Flegler is he came straight up, said, mate, come to the, the team room. We sat down. We just chilled for a bit. And that's when I was like, you know what? Like, we're going through a tough time right now. And I was, we spoke about it. Like, I spoke about it to, to Flegler and Tessie. Um, and they just instilled so much confidence that they could they could turn into what the Broncos needed to be. And like, look what Flegler and Tessie are doing now. Good young men, respectful. Um, it's also I saw Kevy too. He came down to the the thing out um, to the the team room, and he was so passionate. And I, I just said to Kevy, man, it's so good to have you as the coach because like you know what it's like to be a Bronco. And he said the same thing to me. He said, like, you know, we're going to get back to that what it is yeah. to be a Bronco, and that's where we're at. Like. Mm. Yeah, just on the Reese Walsh testing, you think I think as well. Like we, we look at Reese Walsh and we sort of think, oh, you know, he's the new kid, the young gun superstar. Like I was surprised to find out that like it feels like Tessie's been around for a couple of years now, which he has. Tessie's only six months older than Reese. Reese has played more games than Tessie. Yeah, which is like, I, would you have expected that? I, um, yeah, probably because Tessie's been. You know what? Like, yeah, he's been injured. Yeah, hundred percent. Because I follow the Broncos. Yeah, so okay, closely, yeah. so I know that Tessie's been a bit in and out. Well, I, I would assume that Tessie was playing in his f- fourth year of mm. first grade at lead. Like, is he is his third? And I, I think it's worth noting that Tessie, like, he's only played thirty games of first grade. Yeah, he's got yeah. so much more improvement. And he's, what in him. twenty years old? Yeah, he's twenty years old. Same yeah. as Bruce Walsh. Yeah, young as anything. They both came through kind of at the same time. Yeah, okay, um, right. And so, mate, his future—that's such what I mean. Like, I think. Tessie plays with a maturity that people think that he's older than he is, but he's a, he's young as anything. That that whole group is young, as I said a million times before. But our forward pack, our most experienced bloke is 65, uh, 70 games, and it's yeah. Payne Hass. That's our most experienced forward. Did did Tessie come through as a fullback? Is that was that yes, always yes. The, the, yeah, well, okay. the, the highlights that I watched was Tessie was a fullback. fullback the okay. South slogan, I'm pretty sure. Um, and Reese Walsh coming through was a fullback also, and he had a headgear on. Um, but yeah, look, really exciting times, and I, I just think they're such a they're such an impressive group of young men. Like they they just represent what we're about. So I fucking love it. It makes me so happy and so proud. Um, now to the yields. Uh, people, so many people. I've seen so many comments of like, "Fuck you, Kempy," saying they're a premiership threat. 
Like, bruh, I didn't lose the game. I'm not in a fucking Eels jersey. <laughs> and you're spraying me because they didn't play well. Like, fucking. And you know what's crazy? I don't give a fuck because <laughs> I'm going to say it again. What did I say a few weeks ago, Guru? I said, regardless of result, for the rest of the season, I still think they're a premiership threat. And you know what? I feel, I'm, I'm just going to say what I think. I still think that they're a chance of going on a run. There, boom. I said it. You can hate me. Next time Par- Parramatta lose, you can hate me for it. And be like, fuck you, Kempi. You're the reason why we lost. But I'm just saying, that's the way I think. Thoughts, Guru? Yeah, I'm going to stand by my statement. Too. I, I don't think they can. I, I just don't think that they're able to put together four straight weeks of good football. Yeah. Against anyone, let alone top four teams. Yeah. I, I, just I think can't most people it. would agree with you. I, yeah, I think most would. Um, but I... Once again, the team is just so good. There is no reason why at home... And Brisbane are a good team. Do mm. not get me wrong. Mm. But at no point did I feel like Brisbane was going to lose that game after it kicked off. Mm. Parramatta, they are, they should be so much better than that. There is... I mean, was that, was that full strength Parramatta? Ryan Madison was back. Are they missing anyone? No, I mean, they're, they're full strength. They're so full strength they can afford to move Nathan Brown on. That's how... Yeah. They're not that. playing Nathan Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Nathan Brown would walk into 90% of forward packs mm. and be one of the better forwards in most teams. At the in this very least, he's on the bench. The very least. The Melbourne Storm are desperate to get their paws on Nathan He'll Brown. He'll kill it down there. Fuck he would kill, kill it. Yeah. And we're sitting here going, geez, the Melbourne Storm could really do it with Nathan Brown. Yeah. But Parramatta don't have him and it doesn't phase them in the slightest. Mm. Like for them to play at Combank against Brisbane, I expected so much more out of them. Mm. I, I was really disappointed with their performance and they... Uh, I think you said before, they created a couple of opportunities, but they, they, they just couldn't ice them, that left edge. Mm. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Look, I, I, I get all that. Like logically, everything you're saying makes sense. And everything everyone else is saying in regards to how can you say they're a premiership threat. I just, I just feel it. I don't know. I've got this weird feeling when I watch them play, they're waiting for the big occasion. That's, what, that's the feeling that I get. I, I could lie to you and be like, I don't have that feeling, and I don't think that, and you know that'd be the safe option. I just, I just think they're waiting for the big opportunity, and and I know it's disappointing, and I know on the weekend they was they were disappointing. There's no, no, their season has been disappointing. I'm not denying that whatsoever. I just think their roster has what it takes to go on a bit of a run. Are they going to win the comp? Most likely not. Are they going to maybe get to a prelim? I think they could do it. They go on a run. What do you think, Timmy? Am I crazy? I'm off my head or what? No, you're not crazy. And, and I'd been with you most of the season. You know, again, a game like the weekend probably shouldn't change too much. They'll win a big game, then they'll lose a game. They should be winning. Not saying they necessarily should have won that, but if they were title fetch, you know, yeah. you'd hope so at home. Um, I, I might have turned a corner with Guru uh, after this weekend as well, just because... We've been saying all season now they've got one of the most balanced rosters in the competition. One to 17. It's about as good as it gets. It's, it's everything you could ask for in, in a, a compilation of a squad. But every single player in that team, I'm almost going to put a, rule out Dylan Brown as part of that because he's so rock solid. But even him, they've all got a big error in them every game. Like not every player, but they rarely put 80 minutes together where everyone's just on song without a bad missed tackle here or a shit offload there that turns over a ball or a... 
they have so many mistakes in them. And we, you mentioned before, was it 16 errors for the weekend? They just they don't put 80 minutes together as a side outside of probably the Penrith game uh, earlier in the season. They play Penrith again this week. So we're really going to find out where they're at. But again, where they beat them, if they, if win, they beat them yeah. or lose to them, it's like, well, they've already beaten them this yeah. season. They beat Melbourne at full strength early in the <clears> year. So will it change much? But... Oh, God, they've got some errors in their game yeah. across defence and attack. I just I don't know if they can put four Look, together either. If, if they continue on this and they don't make that, I will happily say I was wrong. Because I'm wrong about a lot of shit. I'm wrong about a lot of shit. Um, if they get benched out the first week of the finals, I'll even say, yeah, I, I, like, I was wrong. There's no improvement. Um, I will more than do that. I just, I don't know. This When I watch their footy, it's all there. It's just there's a few things that need to be cleaned up. Um you know, obviously there's a few attitude things too as well. Like clearly the, the biggest issue for them is the attitude right now. Like I just get a sense of a squad waiting for finals footy. That's what it feels like for me. Has there ever been a team that divides <coughs> opinion? Yeah. Like, like oh, I think there's a fair argument. Someone could be listening to you sitting at home going, Kempi, you are an idiot. Yeah, for sure. And then someone could be sitting next to and listening to me going, Guru, you are an idiot. Look <laughs> at that squad. Yeah. And both, yeah. I think, are fair arguments. Yeah. Because, like, if they hadn't beat Storm and Penrith, I would never say this because I'd be like, but no one can beat – well, Storm obviously now. But at the time, no one could beat those two sides. And also, I have to always go back to that that semi. Like, they were two points away. They were so close. If the trainer doesn't pull the game up, like – would have it been different? I don't know. Maybe it would have but, been. But that's the thing that worries me with what you keep saying. I feel like they're waiting for finals. They're a team that hasn't achieved in finals previously. Yeah, no, for sure. That's what, that's what worries me. Like, if it was Melbourne or Penrith, and you're like, they're waiting for finals to come around. I get it. They've been there. They've done it. They know how to handle big stages. I, I, I look, I everything you're both saying is correct. Mm, yeah. But I would be lying if I said I don't have this vibe or this yeah, no, feeling. Fair. Yeah. You know, so what I'm saying is, is like, Logically, 100%. You look at it inconsistent. And as Cam Smith has said before, your season, your last game of your season usually reflects your season. But I could lie right now and be like, yep, no, they're shit now. Boys, you were right. But I I don't know. There's just a part of me that feels like they could still do it. And maybe it's just because, I don't know. Yeah, but mate, if we're sitting here in the first week of October and they've just won a comp, we're going to go, okay, well, it makes sense. Their spine's gone. Yeah. They've got a yeah. mad pack. Yeah. Like it, it, you they've telling been me Dill Brown can't win a comp? Fuck, he's playing some good footy, Dill Brown. But he's their player of the year for me so far by, by a substantial margin. Yeah, uh, I think that's fair. He's yeah. been so good. Matty, what do you think? Am I, should, should, do I deserve the abuse that I cop after every pair of Eels loss? <laughs> no, but I, I think I'm stuck halfway between between you guys. I I looked. I've got my predictions at the start of the year, my notes, and my grand final was Storm versus Eels. Maybe I was salty that Penrith beat us in the grand final last year, but I thought they might run out of puff. Wasn't that a terrible call? Anyway, I have been. I reckon up until about two weeks ago, I still thought it was a good chance Melbourne versus. Para. Obviously, Panthers are absolutely humming, so that's the obvious one. But uh, Storm, a couple Storm are obviously in trouble. But Para, I think the game against the Broncos has made me like you two turn a corner a bit. I, I think I was like you, Denon. Like it doesn't matter because they're going to be there, but they can beat anyone on their day. But now they they could find themselves playing away in an elimination final in week one and. They could, they could easily they get could knocked out. They could fall out of the eight. They could fall they out of the eight. Fall out of the eight. So, so I think I've turned. Yeah, I think I might have turned I, the question. I, I don't the think they'll fall out of the eight. I think well, they're they'll still, seventh right now. Yeah, I, I, I'm confident they'll find a way to, to make the top eight. I'm confident they will <coughs> be there. I just, yeah, I, I don't think they. They've got one. So they've gone to. loss, win, win, loss. They face Penrith, then Manly. Yeah, it's really interesting. Really, interesting. but at the same time, yeah. it's crazy if one team's going to beat Penrith. 
It's probably fucking Parramatta. It's fuck. It was. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what happens this week because, like, and and uh, to be clear, I want to be really clear. Me saying, regardless of result, I still think that they can be a chance to go on a run. That that counts as well when they win. So it's not going to make me think it more if they beat Penrith this week. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to make me more convinced that they could go on a run if they beat Penrith this week. So just like it's not making me more convinced, I mean, it is to a degree, if they lose like last weekend kind of thing. I, I just I just think they're the one side where they they just have the squad to do it because they've proven it. I, I, honestly, I, I can't wait to watch their game this weekend, but I don't know what could happen in that yeah. game that could change my opinion. Yeah. If they beat Penrith, I go, yeah, look, I know they've got that game in them in the regular yeah. season. They've but done how it they for the last half a decade. If they lose, I go, okay, Penrith are really good. We already knew that. Yeah. It's, I've uh, got these two around. I'll, I'll get you soon. I'll come for you. <laughs> what? I've got these two on my side. I'll get you soon. No, mate. I'm, I'm more than willing to... Look, if they come out and they lose the next few games, then, like, obviously, I'm going to be fucking sitting here going, mm, I don't know. Um, but really, really interesting, the Eels. Talk about a team that... What a missed opportunity. If they miss... Like, I look, winning a premiership is tough, but if they miss getting to, like, a prelim... ho. Oh, what a missed up. All of that work that Brad Arthur has done, taking them from a wooden spoon side to a juggernaut with the arguably the best side on paper. Like Penrith, you could argue, and Storm. But anyone that had Eels as the best side on paper, I would say that's a reasonable opinion to have. To, to, get, to get all the way up to the year that it should be the year it happens and for it not to happen. Like this is the year. After this, this yeah. like fuck, who knows? Well, like, what, they'll lose IPAP, they'll lose Marnie. Oh, you know the other one that I think is going to loss is Nia Corey. Yeah. He fills a gap. Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. And he would have been well. the guy to step up to replace IPAP, <clears> I yep. think. So uh, Nathan Brown's going to go too, seemingly. So, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's yeah, this year or never, I think, for Parramatta. Um, so really interesting times at Parra. Really interesting times. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.